In the heart of Southeast Michigan is a burgeoning music scene. 40 minutes west of Detroit, the birthplace of Motown Records, are two college towns. They're home to a diverse arts community, bearing the spirit that Motown gave Michigan more than 50 years ago. From Wolfpack to Dogleg to Mayor Hawthorne, countless different sounds call this region home. One of these newer groups is Sabbatical Bob, a 10-piece outfit specializing in Black American music formed at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor, a predominantly white, wealthier town, flush with iconic venues such as Nirvana's favorite, The Blind Pig, has wide access to resources, at least for those who can afford it. Just a few miles down the road is Ypsilanti, home to Eastern Michigan University, a college town that, contrary to Ann Arbor, is characterized by a much more racially and socioeconomically diverse population. Although Sabbatical Bob got their start in Ann Arbor, they now call Ypsilanti home. From their stints in the neighboring towns, the group has come to understand the effects of the different communities as they work to build their career during the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Benjamin Green. I'm the lead vocalist, the trumpet player, and I guess co-CEO and co-artistic director. I'm David, they call me D-Ward, I play drums, uh, uh, just drive the bus, keep it funky. And we're Arts Interrupted, the Michigan Daily's premier arts and culture podcast. We bought an RV the day before tour and took it on tour and then was on, we're on tour for just a week. Three days later after we got off tour, everything was shut down. Yeah, nine dates on our tour. Um, and we got home on Sunday and drove straight to the music school off tour, uh, having, you know, we're completely exhausted, having driven and played and, you know, done way too much. Mm. Um, and we, we went straight to the music school actually to record where all of Sabbatical Bob was recording in the pit. We, we come out of rehearsal and all over the news already that that Sunday night is, is COVID-19, COVID-19. We have school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, everything shut down. And also, that's the week before two members of our band, myself included, senior recitals. Um, you know, pretty much everything that we're, you know, leading up towards and peaking towards at the end of what a music school degree entails, as well as a band. I mean, we're we're coming off of like our first tour, which like we put together completely by ourselves, funded ourselves, coming off of like this moment that's supposed to be like, you know, like really like kind of setting the trajectory of like what your life as a performing musician and like an artist is going to entail and then like all of that's kind of swiped out from under you um as like you now no longer have anything to traject towards <laughs> you're kind of lost in space we're we're planning our like busiest summer yet weddings touring recording another album uh playing music festivals all over the country like and now uh we're sitting in Ypsilanti Ipsy is a lot more of a loving art community than Ann Arbor is, uh, especially if you're considering outside of the university. There, I think there's been some like key community members yeah. in in both places, but mostly in Ipsy, like ensure that art and music are still like a part of the thriving Ypsilanti scene, even given COVID, and still doing that in like a safe way. I, th- I think I think that comes out of like love and necessity, mm-hmm. where like you might not see that in Ann Arbor because. Like you'll find a lot more of the club owners and stuff are preserved financially in a way that's um, that's that's very different from what it looks like in Ypsilanti. I mean, you're, you're, it's two very different um, economic environments, and like out of that, you see 
a lot of disregard for artists hmm. coming from the Ann Arbor club overs, and hmm. you don't see that coming from Ypsilanti. Some clubs need to go away because they 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 they, they, they exploit. They exploit because they they rely on us, but they don't give us. It's not a partnership. For instance, the the biggest club in Ann Arbor that we could possibly play, if we sell out, we're still not really making minimum wage for every guy in the band, and it it just like really shows you like why these people are in the industry are they in the, are they in the industry to give a space to promote and hmm. and and um cultivate and nurture local art and hmm. local artists hmm. and and like art that actually impacts a community and like actually says something and is critical of its surroundings hmm. or are they in it for the money because you get to see a micro representation of what the world music scene is really like like you have you have these like uh i mean like us included like bands can go to local cd and record shops here and we can sell them. They'll buy our CDs. They think you're hip, and they'll sell your product, and they'll buy it directly from you. And and that's like that's pretty special. One, uh, but two, like you also see like a lot of people in Ypsilanti, our house included. We're building out our own recording studios. We're we're coming up with a completely integrated way where we don't have to go to a label now. I think because of that, like class divergence where like there aren't labels here so there's not anyone that's signing up to pay for your recording process none of us can afford to go to the studios to actually you know cut tracks we're just figuring out a way we're realizing okay if it's going to cost you know three thousand dollars to record our album at a really nice studio why wouldn't we just put that three thousand dollars towards getting our studio to the point where we can record our own records What COVID is showing, it's showing people how much they care about music or their art or their passion and how much they're willing to go through to be allowed to do this because we play music where people literally died. People were lynched to play this type of shit. You know what I mean? So we have to, we have to stay remembering that if we're going through a little bit of struggle, this is a privilege to go through this struggle at this point in time. Like, look at the stats, right? Like, record, large record labels and the people who own all the stems are still making a lot of money. Bank. They haven't been affected by this. They haven't had to go on unemployment. They mm. haven't had to go on EBT and food stamps because of this. They haven't blinked twice, you know? They're, <laughs> they're completely fine. And similarly, right now, like, we have, we're at an all-time high of streaming music because there is no live performance. And all the artists are struggling. Like we are really struggling. And imagine going through this quarantine and like your COVID process so far without art. Hmm. Like what would that look like? How sad would that be? How how rough would that be? And like if you're not supporting the artists that like you're consuming their product on the regular to make you feel better and like to help you get through this time and you're not helping them get through their time, like you're not doing your end of the bargain. Yeah. That's so I think I think we've had like a huge eye-opening um, experience in the music industry where we realize the system is flawed. It's a forest fire. It's a natural forest fire. Is what we got right now for the music yeah. industry. Call us reconstructing. Special thank you to Ben and Dave for chatting with us and lending us their tunes. This has been brought to you by executive producer Sam Small, senior editors, me, Emily Ohl, Max Rosenzweig, and Avin Cutyall, audio producers Ben Schreier and Sam Dubose, and audio engineer Spencer Harris. Support local artists!